and welcome to another episode of Trash, Trash or Treasure, Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recommendations, reviews, and recaps for whatever we have read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read Equal Rights by Terry Pratchett, because you might remember in our 100th episode, Kimberly challenged me to read something very much outside my normal reading zone, and we did Monstrous Regiment Mm -hmm. by Terry Pratchett, which turned out to be a recommend from me. So I said, Kimberly, I would be interested in reading An additional Pratchett. Pratchett, what do you recommend? So this is a recommend from Kimberly to Amy, which probably means you therefore know what her review will be. I know, spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) I mostly recommended this particular one because you really liked the fun gender play and the kind of way Monstrous Regiment kind of challenged assumptions around gender. I liked that it was a satire. I really enjoyed that. And it was a satire, I think, about something that was still really culturally relevant now. But I'm learning... And that's kind of where we went with Equal Rights. Because my husband's been rereading, he's up to like the 10th Pratchett in the Discworld series. Yes. And he, whenever he finds a funny bit, he reads it aloud to me. Yes. So I've been learning that all Pratchett is satire. Yes. Of an element. He's in um, moving pictures or the Mm -hmm. one about Hollywood at the moment. Like it's all satire. That's all Terry Pratchett writes is satire. The the entire Discworld world is a satire of our world. It's a fantasy is the genre satire and it's set in fantasy world it's not really an era no it's set on the disc world am i doing the spoiler free recap yes i want to know what you think okay so the main character of equal rights is esk her full name is escarina and she's Mm -hmm. a little girl who is she lives in a part of the disc world called the round tops which is like very very like country village yeah and when she the day she's born a wizard comes to the house to his about to die and he's passing on his wizardom and his staff. Because and you have to be the eighth son, son of, of an, an eighth, eighth son. son. So he doesn't just turn up randomly. He knows that Smith, who's an dad, eighth son, and he's about to have his eighth son. Yep. So the wizard hands it all over. Bestows his staff upon Eskrin. And doesn't listen to the midwife who's like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on, hang on. Wizard's dead. Staff is given. Oh, dear. It's meant to be a son. She's a girl. It's a girl. Dun, dun, dun. Years pass, and Granny Weatherwax, who is the local witch, and, and who she basically is... is the midwife who delivered Esk. And... Yes, and she, I can't remember if this is her first, this might be her first um, outing? outing in the Discworld series, but she then is in, like, witches as well, and in, so weird there's a sisters. whole, weird sisters, there's yeah, a whole. I think this is her first yeah, outing. Yeah, there's a whole series, like a whole kind of then offshoot of books that are about Granny Weatherwax and all of her family and friends and kind of other witches and stuff and they're also in like we free men when they sort of there's a new witch coming out in that kind of part of the series so but granny this is her first kind of outing but it's very much witches versus wizards in at, that sense. and at this point granny weatherwax is she hasn't really ever been to the city she yeah. lives in this very rural community and her primary function is to help people solve their problems through herbalism what she calls headology yes. and birthing babies. Yes. So very firm beliefs that wizard magic is silly and girls need to have witch magic. So yes. Granny takes Esk under her wing and starts to raise her as a witch when Esk gets to be about seven or eight years old. Yeah. However, she's not a witch. She's not a witch. She's and a wizard. Esk has found, has been united oh, yeah. with the staff from 
drum billet or whatever the name of the wizard was who handed it over to her. And they reach a point where Granny finally relents and is like, okay, we're going to go and see if you can get admitted into the wizard training place, which is the Unseen University, University. which is in the big, massive city of Ankh-Morpork. And they go on this journey to get to the Unseen University and the story sort of deals with how can Esk get in to be accepted as a wizard, even though she's a girl? Yes. And the efforts of Granny to make that Help happen. Help her find and her to, place. To challenge the... Patriarchy. The, <laughs> yeah. the wizard patriarchy. Yeah. Is that okay? That's fine. Great. Second, Billy. <gasps> oh, my God, go. Us, we have enough. First thing, my spoiler-free recap was amazing. Your spoiler-free recap was growth. really great. Ex- I'm having growth, people. I'm really proud of you. This one had a lot of words in it that were new and terminology that's new, and I'm just really proud. Shows I read about the world and I thought about it. Yeah. So I'm just really proud of you. Your gift for that praise is to go first in terms of your review. What do you think about Equal Rights? Uh, I think so. Mine's probably going to be really boring, but I really like it. I like this is one of the classic. I think the Discworld novels are better towards the start. That's mm. probably very contentious, probably not with our listener group. But some some parts of particularly the internet would find that a contentious statement. But I think they're probably a little bit better at the start of the world, the building. world building. And I think Equal Rights for me is awesome because it establishes so much lore around witches versus wizards and that natural magic and the nature, the power of women being something that is gifted by nature and belongs in nature Mm -hmm. and the power of men is something that they have to kind of cleave out and rest from you know in this case kind of the semi-demonic world or whatever and so it's this really interesting dichotomy where granny weatherwax wants esk to sit in the in where she feels she belongs which is her place with women but esk herself feels like she belongs somewhere else and i really Mm. love that there's this kind of growth in granny's character that we see again and again throughout the series but starts here she's probably the biggest grower isn't she she's such a big grower she's wonderful it's less about the growth of esk and it's more about the growth of knows who she is and it's so it's such a repeated and constant story with young people and generational change isn't it that it's like the problem isn't the young generation generation knowing what they want the problem is the old generation stepping aside or not not moving out of their way but stepping beside them to go beside is a good way to like frame it. i will back you i will help you and okay, support let's you let's see that. how this goes yes and then we'll I, reflect I get and we'll it. review and we'll yes, be fine but yeah. i'm here to help in any way that i can and i really love that about granny and essentially this is a story of two women finding their place in the world And it's less of a story of deconstructing the patriarchy. Like, it becomes that a little bit when they finally arrive in Not too much, though. It's not like Barbie level. No, it's not that kind of thing. It's more, it's actually just about Granny being able to grow enough to see Esk for who she is and to understand that... She can be a part of any part of the world she wants and that still makes her a girl and that still makes her... You know, esque. Yeah, and it still makes her esque, and it still makes her one of like Granny's sisters. You know what I mean in that kind of sense. And also, and... Granny accepting the full scope of her own power. Yes, absolutely. It's not just herbs and it's not just herbs and headology and babies. babies yeah, you know, and so and the hat. <laughs> so it's so much about 
It's so I much. I thought there's a scene where they've got to rescue Granny's hat later yeah, on. Oh, yeah. I love that. It was great. That also goes on and on throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so I really love that. I just think it's such a, for such a big world and such a complicated, it's the thing that Pratchett does the absolute best and it's the thing that I think Discworld novels do the best before they disappear ever so slightly into their own buttholes. Though Monstrous Regiment is from quite late in the series, so, you know, and I love that book too. But I really love that this one is this big sweeping tale about this big quest that spans an entire like world and challenges so much that is assumed inside that world. But mm. really, it's just a little story about two people supporting each other to be who they are. So and that's what I love. Yeah, I really recommend this book. I really, really love Equal Rights. I think it's probably one of my favourite Discworld novels. Short of the ones that are entirely about death, but that's because I think they're hilarious because death is one of the best Terry Pratchett characters. In I read the audiobook of this. Reaper Man is the best. Death is read by Peter Serafinowicz, yeah. who Edgar Wright fans will be very familiar with. Mort and Reaper Man are two of my favourite, my absolute favourite um, Terry Pratchett's, but if you, if I'm not allowed to have the death subworld then equal rights would okay. be my choice. So yes, highly recommend, totally treasure it. Reread I reread this book quite frequently. But I'm more interested to see what you would think because obviously we knew from the start that I was gonna like it. Well and it's only my second foray That's right. into the Discworld. Like I think I think I don't years actually recommend and... reading them in sequential order. I don't think it's necessary. No, you I would got do me it. to read or maybe it wasn't you, but in two thousand and eight someone got me to read Weird Sisters. Yeah that was and I me. found it confusing because I wasn't familiar enough with the world, mm-hmm. and I remember you saying, no, 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 this one would be good because you don't have to understand the world to know the story, and that was Monstrous Regiment. Yeah, and, and I this feel like Equal Rights bit, is similar. Well, it was a bit more world. Yes, but and Pork in the University is a, is a lot. Too much. Like, the world, knowing how the world worked wasn't essential. You just had to know that wizards are guys and witches are girls. Yes. That was the key thing. And it was explained. <laughs> like, I feel they like did, all yeah, the lore yeah. you needed to know got explained. It did, yeah, because... You know, when you have a character who's eight years old, yes. that's a helpful way to ensure yeah, you have exposition. So I listened to the audiobook, which has been the recently released one that has Bill Nye doing the footnotes, and it was read by Indira Varma, mm. and it was a great audiobook. Awesome. I did find it slow to start. Like, yeah, it dragged a bit for me, and I had to force myself to keep coming back to it. Where it bogged the most was in that, like, part one section where Granny Weatherwax is teaching-esque to become a witch. That yeah, whole section sure. was like, you know, today-esque mucked out the stables. Yeah. Granny talks to her about why hat is important in yeah. headology. But the writing really sparkles. And there's Absolutely. a sentence I wrote down, like, of course it does, it's Pratchett. And yeah. I really enjoy how it breaks the fourth wall and it acknowledges you as a reader and it acknowledges the world that its readers exist in. Yes. And the sentence I wrote down was, it emitted the sort of light that would have had Steven Spielberg reaching for his copyright lawyer. <laughs> and I was like, right, I've got that scene at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark yes. banging my head now. Yeah. And so I'm like, ha, 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 Pratchett knows the world I come from. (laughs) So, yeah, it was more Discworld but not too much more except for those rules of magic. And I really enjoyed the little bits about how, like, Granny Weatherwax would be, well, we can't get in that way but there's a witch's way, so let's do this. It's interesting that you found the audiobook doable. I haven't listened to the recent audiobook. I'll tell you why I persisted with the audiobook. There is no other way to get access to this book if you don't go and 
purchase it at a store. Really? The library doesn't have any ebook or hard copies. They've only got wow. equal rights to the audiobook, and I couldn't you find it. You should have asked me. I have a physical I copy. I did, but by then I was like too deep into the yeah, audiobook okay, and determined enough. to. Because persist. I tend to not consume Pratchett in any way, short of Good Omens, which is him and Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman translates much better to the screen. It's typically designed, it's Pratchett is a book. His it he sparkles in his use of language. He sparkles on the page. So I yeah he really does exclusively sparkle. read Pratchett. I don't. and I think that's what I would have done because Monstrous Regiment I read yeah. and that was so sparkly. Yeah, and because it has bits that you're like the way that's phrased is just such it's a good understanding yeah. of language. Yeah, but this was something that I did really enjoy. And then once they get one the bit where it started to get cracking for me was when she meets the river traders yeah who, you know who were liars and yeah. they have like the professional liar as yeah. part of it. i was like that's pretty funny yeah. flipping of the methods of merchants and yeah. trade and then the really staid tedious dynamics of the wizards and and then i was like okay i've been rewarded for my persistence when the chief wizard and granny Oh my gosh! Unite. Them coming face to face was fabulous. That was yeah, so much more for me than Eskin. That was the point where yep. I was like, okay, this story's heart is very much the journey of Granny Weatherwax. Yes, but Granny Weatherwax for me steals the show in pretty much every book she's in. First book, and she totally stole the show yeah. for me. So yeah, I would I would recommend this because I enjoyed like it wasn't like hitting you over the head satire. It yeah. was this sort of like subtle questioning where you got your seven year old going, but why not? This is the way I make magic. So why can't yeah. I just make it that way? Yeah. And having to test the boundaries of the society that within she lives, but in a way that you could be like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that was my reaction. I was like, and especially because I think he does really well at shining a light on all the stupid rules that exist yeah. that are arbitrary, and he shines that light on so and many the of those goes, rules. But why not? And, and they're the, like, because because it's because the otherwise rule. the ants would escape. Yeah, exactly. it's the rule, and you're yeah. like, oh, that is a stupid rule. Yeah, so. It's, I think it's a recommend from me. I The audiobook was enjoyable. Great. So I think that you could engage with it as an audiobook, but if I was to read it again... You'd want to do the book. Which I will in a couple years. I would read it as a hard copy book because yeah. I want the... It's designed for the media of book, and I want I think that Pratchett to be is. where the sparkle comes yeah. at me from. So thank you. So welcome. Very glad yeah. that you enjoyed it. Yay. I did I'll have to. When I got bogged in, in, I did go and talk to my husband, and I was like, I'm really struggling Confused. at the moment with pushing forward in equal rights. Can you re like, why should I keep reading? Mm. And he went, Oh, that's great. And he said, It gets that bit's a bit slow, but once they get to the university, it gets cracking. So that would just be my only caveat is persist. And I, I think, I think again, on a it's hard easier copy, it to persist have been a problem. with, yeah, it's so yeah. much easier to persist when it's a physical copy. Because it wasn't. So I was like, What was I reading recently that I was like, Didn't want to skip in case I forgot yeah. the story? Oh, it would have been a romance. It was would probably Arabella. Probably Arabella. Yeah. Okay. At any rate, thank you once again for spending some of your time with us. Thank Join you. us again next, next week. week. We will bring you more spoiler free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. Maybe. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.